Football's coming home. It's coming home. <laughs> I, I was so busy um, thinking about football there. Hey, 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 We should include that and be like, this is what happens when Laura's not here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll see if I can throw that in. I should be able to still sing that off. Um, right. Hello. Hello. Hello, everyone. Um, Laura's not here. We And we didn't think to get a supply teacher. So we haven't got anyone overseeing it. It's me, and I'm here with Gavin. Hello, Gavin. I'm ready, ready for some chaos. Yeah, that means you get introduced, though, within a minute, I think. That so, was within, like, 20 seconds. Yeah, yeah, truly chaos reigns, like in that movie Antichrist. Chaos. I don't recommend anyone sees. Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's an unpleasant film. I watched it, it, um, highlights of it because I was curious. I was like, yeah, I'm glad I didn't watch that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, highlights being a very relative term. Um, yeah, it's... It's not even that it's all that shocking. Like, it's disgusting. Yeah. But it's the same as watching um, The Human Centipede 2. Not one. I thought one was effective for what it was. But two, or like a Serbian film, where it's like, okay, that it's being shocking, mm. but it's accompanied by so little else that by the time the film ends, I've got no emotional resonance with it whatsoever. I think I so I, I'm neither... I, I'm not that like angry at it or upset at it or, or happy with it. I just feel nothing. My, just kind of mildly repulsed. Yeah, just a bit, yeah. a bit off my food. I, I can and find not like to touch my knob for a couple days. I can tend to find von Trier's work a bit like that, and it just is very. I come. I don't ever come away with any other feeling than eh, kind of yeah. yuck. I can't remember if I've seen anything else. What else yeah. did he do? Didn't he do Necroph? Um, Necrophiliac. Uh, Nymphomaniac. <laughs> There's a Freudian <laughs> slip. <laughs> yeah. Someone's been yeah, listening to too much Slayer this week. Popping out there. <laughs> um, yeah, I, 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 you did Nymphomaniac. I've not seen that one. I've heard that you've maybe got to be in the right frame of mind. I think you've got to be in such a good mood that yeah. it'll just bring you down I, to miserable. I saw one scene from it, and that was enough to let me know I won't be watching that one. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It's, it's not like uh, I don't like that shocking, edgy stuff. Like, yeah. you know, Takeshi makes stuff. I never say surname correctly. I'm sorry. It's like precedent. I can't say the word right. Um, <laughs> his films, Issue the Killer, uh, Happiness of the Catacuries, stuff oh, like that. Yeah, I've seen that one, yeah. Yeah, fucking weird well, and grisly shit. Yeah. But I will. I, I won't be able to watch them often, but I will watch them. Asia in the late 90s, early noughties was producing some amazing... Um, kind of shock cinema yeah yeah i mean there's there's stuff that i'll never remember even if i've forgotten some of the films you'll never remember the scenes yeah yeah, yeah. they just bake into your brain yeah um but speaking of that i've been in a bit of a nostalgic mood lately oh yeah and i've been trying to find those <laughs> things that you know when people jokingly say oh i thought that was just me that remembered that mm. and they talk about how they got confirmation it's real um, there is stuff like that where you watch it and you're like, okay, this is real and, and not imagined. And I was that way with, I don't know if you remember Teabag and T-shirt. I do remember Teabag and T-shirt. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That was one for me because it's as old as I am. And I don't think yeah. I saw any of them on repeat. So Teabag, I saw them. Teabag was like the hag, wasn't she? And T-shirt was her kid that she, that she bullied around. Well, here's the thing. You remember her as a hag, but. Actually, you know, I, I forget the actress's name, but she's not hag-like at all. Oh, wow. I think just from the perspective of a, like a two to four-year-old, slap a, a bit of makeup yeah. on like a 20-year-old and you just think, okay, I oh, will yeah. buy that that is a haggard old witch when she really isn't. No, she wasn't. Uh, but she was playing up as one, had a lot of stereotypical witch attributes yeah. in terms of performance. And so Teabag... Well, that, were, that's I, what I meant when I said a hag. I didn't mean yeah. anything about her physical uh, appearance. <laughs> it's a lot more 
it's a lot less adventurous than I remembered it. Yeah. Uh, it, the episodes are very formulaic and typically have just a lot of t-shirt and teabag just cracking wise at each other. Your t-shirt is the name of a character for our American listeners and anyone under the age of old uh, will, you know, just for your edification. Uh, t-shirt is a little boy with a cap with a T on it and he wears a t-shirt, obviously. And he's the assistant to a, a nominally evil witch called Teabag. And she calls herself things like Her Majesty. And there are plants in the background with tea on the leaves. Tea leaves. <laughs> and they don't really do much at all. Every episode is her trying to get an item of some sort of power. Yeah. And at the end, T-shirt will have a falling out with her. Because his, he, he, and, and, he'll inevitably balls it up. Yeah, yeah, he'll get chewed out. Uh, he's a protagonist, but he's working for the... It, it's sort of interesting in that regard. Yeah. But the show itself, I remembered as being like... I thought it may have been based on a series of books because each series has its own name, like, you know, Teabag Strikes Again or Teabag Takes Off, something like that. Take mm. Off with Teabag, I think, was one. Um, but they're not based on books. It's just it's just pretentious. Yeah. Um, in that it, it's not like, you know, the Queen's Nose or something like that. Um, a- but- 80s kids TV was fucking wild. It was so dark and twisted. No, oh, you could pretty much do what you want. As long yeah. as someone said fuck or bugger, you could do whatever you want. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> free for all. Utter free for all. Like the kids show Free for All, which was, I mean, by the end of it, it was like that tape they find on the event horizon. Just people going at each other with all sorts. I made that one up. Um, there was... I'm trying to remember other ones. There are ones I... Remember better was tra- but find no tra- evidence of. Trapdoor seems like a gym kind of show. Trapdoor Do you remember amazing. Trapdoor? Buck. Feed me. <laughs> no, the thing upstairs is yelling again. Oh, sniff that. I loved uh, Trapdoor. Um, amazing theme tune. Yeah. One of the best ever. Don't and you I, open I that Trapdoor. You're a fool if you dare. Down out, down out. Really fucking catchy. Stop it and, and tidy up. And as was a great as, cartoon. As we've mentioned before on this show, we will always have a special place for Ducula. Oh, of course. Ducula is a pièce de résistance of British children's TV. <laughs> if you're above the age of old. Um, I used to like the Aussie ones as well, like the girl from Tomorrow, with her transducer on her head. Tomorrow. Alana. That one I may not have seen. Mm-hmm. I remember around See, in, the twist, in, of course. In Ireland, sometimes when they didn't have the budget to get the new American or British ones, we'd get some Aussie ones. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> there was a lot of Australian TV made it over. Of course, Home and yeah. Away and Neighbours being uh, the most famous ones. Yeah. Um, uh, this is A lot of this is going to be weird to American listeners. Yeah. Um, but I did just want to ask any of the British listeners listening, um, they would be listening if they were listeners, I guess. But if if you're British and you're listening, right? Tommy's Magic T-shirt. I can't find it on YouTube. A search result comes up if you get far enough into the word shirt. But nothing. All I remember was that the T-shirt, I think, had a tiger on the front of it. And it was magic, of course. And it was this film that they showed in school, at my primary school, once on a rainy day on the projector, the overhead projector, uh, and never saw it again. And yet, for some reason, I can still remember the theme tune being Tommy's Magic T-shirt. Tommy's Magic T-shirt. Very aces. Or it could have been even 70s for whatever it, you know, for whatever it's worth. It's on a shitty overhead projector. That, like, can drive you crazy when there's something you're trying to remember and you can't find it anywhere, even on the internet. Oh. Yeah, and the um, details you remember just aren't enough to get the job done. I, I had a real hero moment this week with Rachel because she um, she kept hearing a song during the World Cup, during the ads and stuff, and she was like, what is that song that like with the woman humming? And, 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 and she was, like, searching for it for days and days and days. And the first one that came into my head, I was like, no, that's too obvious. She'll... She'll know if it's that song. So then we were looking through all others and by the, and couldn't find it. And then about 20 minutes in, I was like, it's not Boudicca by Enya, is it? And she's like, oh, my God, that's it. Ah. <laughs> she, she had been searching for it for a week. And her, yeah, her search really history was hilarious. 
I'll tell you another bad one is, and I can't even remember the commercial, so it's double this. But there was some commercial, I think maybe an insurance commercial, and it had a a tune playing, and it was really fucking good. And I went to Google it because I was like, this is a great sounding tune. Like, what song's it part of? And I found only the YouTube video of the commercial with a lot of people in the comments asking the same question. And each getting told that it was just written for the commercial and that's all there exists of it. Uh, Very disappointing if you try and go down the commercial music rabbit hole and just find that there is no rabbit hole. There's just a small little, well, a molehill, actually. It's poking out with disappointment. Ah, but I heard so many of my favourite songs for the first time on ads back back as a kid. Yeah, Um, yeah. On the topic of crazy, wild foreign movies that are foreign entertainment, rather, um, I was searching through Netflix this week and I came across this Indian movie called Bahubali. And Jesus fucking Christ. Now, bear in mind, I've never watched a Bollywood movie before, but right. this thing was just so over the top, so completely fucking bonkers. It's a six hour epic, a two parts, like six hour epic it's like 300 meets Ben-Hur meets Lord of the Rings meets crazy Indian like music and songs. It's just fucking wild. I couldn't get it. I like the and the it's apparently their most expensive movie ever made over there. And like the effects in it are just so wild. There's hundreds of thousands of people in armies fighting and stunts jumping across mountains. And there's a scene, right? This is actually sounds great. It's fucking amazing. You'd love it. There's a scene where they're running away from the bad guys and to escape them, he knocks over one boulder to start an avalanche. Then with his bare fucking hands, tears a chunk out of another boulder and slides down the mountain on it like a sled. <laughs> I was like, this wow, is what's that 10 out again? of 10. Bahubali, it's called. Bahubali. B- wow. B-A-A-H-U-B-A-L-I. Wow, because I, I have uh, very early memories of Bollywood content. Um, yeah. Again, probably back from the same time period I was talking with the other stuff, I just barely remember. Yeah. Um, enough to, to have a cultural frame of reference for the for, for what bollywood uh, content is you know uh, what they're most famous for i guess the stereotypical bollywood but uh i i i've been trying to watch more um non-english language films uh because there's a lot of interesting shit there yeah um but you know i like a lot of korean films that i've seen mm-hmm. um and of course we were talking japanese films just now um i sh- if that's what bollywood has to offer is boulder sleds and giant lord I, of the rings battles. yeah it's fucking i know i don't think a lot of bollywood is like that i think you know this was kind of apparently the one that like broke them out into people in yeah. the west starting to really take notice but uh it's it's so worth watching it's completely bonkers and the, all about, it sounds great. The, the the main like stars this like dashing dude with his mustache and just it's just it's so funny but like by the end of it you're genuinely rooting for him you know it's like come on Bahubali. <laughs> <laughs> um and it comes in like two versions there's a hindi version and a tamil version and from what i hear the tamil one is the one to watch apparently the voices are a little better in that one so yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot of interesting discussion there. Another bit about video yeah. games. We, but should, I we don't should really care about that. We should probably mention games at some point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll, do, I'll just do one more mention of a thing that I remember at least a bit of yeah. and have no. I can't find it. Splat. S P L A A T. And it stood for Safe Play at All Times. And it's one of those things you'd probably find now in like a charity shop on VHS. Just one of those when like like public safety things for schools. It's just loads of it. And all I recall was it's a little girl and there's a construction site. And I think she goes to different places. There's a construction site. And it's hilariously like the we as kids in the school couldn't stop laughing at it because of how inappropriate it incidentally was where she'd fall off a bit of construction site like a bit of scaffolding and then splat would pop up in cartoons safe play at all times 
And so it was her getting crushed or falling off things. And then the, the show just goes splat. And not really considering what that would mean to an audience of puerile children who would just laugh at it. Wow. Um, and it might not be that funny now, but that's what it was back then. And I can't find it. I just can't find Safe Play at all times. Wow. Splat. Um, and, and consequently, not being able to brush up on my splatisms. I don't know what to do when I'm on a construction site. I don't know. Splat. Should I should I wear this helmet or not? I don't know. What did they exactly. What did they do in Splat? You see those like those yellow hats with mm. the lights on it. I don't know what that means. If a brick is it just a fancy torch? If a brick falls in my head, do I call an ambulance or just shake it off? I don't yeah. know because I don't have Splat. Do some do something about this internet. Fire? People's lives depend on this. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise, I have to watch reruns of London's Burning to <laughs> know all of my safety procedures. <laughs> oh, Lord. oh well, I could go on for a, hours about for that shit. Yeah. Did you get yeah. Did you get round the twist, or was it round the bend? Oh, yeah. No, not round the twist. We all know we like round the twist. It was round the we bend. We did round the twist. Round the bend with, with Doc Croc. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Very posh sounding Doctor Crocodile puppet. Like spit and image puppets, yeah. so high quality, very detailed, very uh, uh, for the time, very impressive. Uh, Doc Croc, he was a crocodile and uh, had a funny voice, and he had three rat assistants. One was a French artist. One I think was just a, a stupid lab assistant. Like he was stupid. Ha ha. That was the joke. Yeah. And one was uh, a woman with I think red glasses. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they they lived and... in a literal shit smeared sewer. That that is. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> And they had cartoons breaking it up, and they were all just very vapid, very one note. You know, yeah. Thundercats was turned into Thunderpants. Yeah. <laughs> they farted. That was the complete joke of it. And you'd see that every week. Uh, but they had one, one cartoon that broke it up, which was genuinely strange and fascinating. And it was about, if I recall correctly, false teeth taking over the world. And it was played relatively straight. And I think the false teeth had like big eyes on them. And that sounds it was familiar, black yeah. and white. And it was like a 50s serial almost. Yeah. And I had a Round the Bend magazine or book or something. And it had a full on comic strip. Again, taking it completely seriously of that. It's one of the few things I remember. Uh, but yeah, yeah, lots of that. Um, I forget, they had a He-Man and the Masters of the Universe booth as well, but I can't remember what that was. And they had a Transformers one as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, again, can't, I remember that they spoofed most of the 80s cartoons, but I, can't, I only remember Thunderpants. As, but that's a good example of what they did with it. Like, just mm. imagine a, a joke. Uh, you know, a joke name, you could a joke mm. portmanteau or something, and you pretty much nailed the formula of Round the Twist. Round the Bend, sorry. Round the Twist was Australians and ghosts. Um, it was spitting, right. spitting image for kids, basically. Mm-hmm. All right. And spitting image was already spitting image for kids. We, we, we're going to get shouted at if we don't mention video games. That's true, because <laughs> I'm going to start talking about all the puppet ones now. I'll talk about uh, Dizzy Heights we'll, Hotel if we can. We'll put this as incident number two of what happens when Laura's not there to keep us yes. <laughs> in line. Yes, the mind to wandering. Um, right, video games. Is there anything you've played that you'd like to talk about, um, Gav, to kick us off? Well, I went back and gave Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice another chance this week. Um, okay. Really, really like it from a narrative point of view. Um, again, though, I just find that it's a little bit heavy for me, which is just not at all a criticism because that's exactly what it's going for and it does it very effectively, but I just find, I, 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 for me, it was a little too grim to uh, enjoy, put it that way. And, yeah. and, and I also, the combat is pretty good in it, but the puzzles, I just wasn't a fan of the puzzles because there were too many, too many of them. <laughs> and they're always, yeah, the always the same was, puzzle. Yeah, that wore thin yeah. before too long. Yeah. Um, which is a shame because the combat in between is, I still think, it's really fun. satisfying. Yeah. In some ways. Um, you really, you really feel it when she's hitting them. Yeah, mm. like it's more immediately satisfying than God of Wars, 
which does get really good, but you've got to level up a few obvious things first mm. that I feel should have been there from the start. Mm. And then it goes toe-to-toe. But, yeah, I mean, it wasn't technically better than God of War, mm. but there was something very involving and like immediately involving about it and i loved the the camera work when you were running from enemy to enemy just hitting them with the dashing attacks yeah it's brilliant that felt great to do um yeah yeah really really good game mm. really good game i i come i commend them on us but at the same time can recognize when something just isn't really for me and yeah I which is a, which is a pity because i genuinely appreciated and liked it it was just too heavy for me Mm-hmm. the whole schizophrenia thing and the whole like watching someone's prolonged suffering for that long is just difficult sometimes yeah. you know yeah I mean people make jokes about the battering that Lara Croft went through in the original Tomb Raider reboot yeah but Senua I mean emotionally and, yeah and physically and other quite a few scenes as well just through the ringer doesn't begin to describe it no <laughs> and plus the actress's performance is so incredibly good yes, yes like very much so like it's it, it it sends shivers down your spine at times like so uh yeah well well done on your game guys it, it is really really yeah. really good i wish yep. i wish i could enjoy it more <laughs> well yeah. speaking of things that one wishes we could enjoy more or at least I did because I spent money on it to try it out. Yeah. Uh, the Culling <laughs> 2 came out, and oh dear. Oh dear. So The Culling, okay. the original Battle Royale game show, was around before PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. Um, had the whole Hunger Games thing down, uh, positioned it as a game show. Uh, that was the just the conceit of it, and that was that. It was an early access. Uh, the biggest problem with it was it changed all the time quicker than people could keep up with it, <laughs> and it was the opposite of a problem like people have complained about PUBG sometimes where it takes too long between updates. It was the opposite problem. It was just too much too fast. Couldn't stop tinkering with it, um, and basically just then stopped... And it just hanged there, or hung there rather. And then the Culling 2 came out, and people blinked and were like, Sorry, what? Oh, that was sudden. Very similar to the Radical Heights situation, where it was just, Oh, so Bosky Studios have a Battle Royale now, and here it is. And this one is not good at all. It's hideous, clearly unfinished, and nobody's really playing it. Yeah, I... Squad mode is a write-off. Can't get into a game of that at all. It takes a very long time to just get ten players together for a battle royale, like solo. When... And can you imagine solo with just ten players? Well, when you mentioned this, it's the first time I've ever heard of it. So mm-hmm. that goes to show you how on the uh, <laughs> on the the radar of the public consciousness it is. Yeah, I mean, I I know what the calling is and was interested in. Would have been interested, I should say, in a Carling 2 had I known it had come out before it launched. But I, even then, the fucking cover of it is like the, the artwork is so boring that when I was scrolling through the PS4, I didn't even see it for the first couple like times. It, I think it launched before I saw it because by the time I saw it, I was looking for it and then I missed it the first go round. So it's, they've not done good with it. So, yeah, I've only been able to get into solo games, and even then, it's only been 10 10 people, and it took a long time to get the 10 people together. And then when you get into the game, it's just PUBG, but worse. That's all it is. Why even have the the game show mechanic if you're not going to do anything with it? If you're just going to drop people into a fucking environment that just looks like a PUBG map, just desolate and bare, and just replace, uh, replace the, the, the killing field with, with gas. It's just poison gas. Um, and every now and then you might hear a host, like a game show host, just talk disembodied. Uh, but what's the point? It doesn't feel like the running man. I want to see if you... Because Radical Heights tried to do this too. Um, they were a bit better at it just because they had a, a more gaudy aesthetic going for it. They didn't just be PUBG. Didn't, didn't they team some of the mechanics around it as well, like the cash machines and things? It and... was a bit, yeah. It was just a bit more thematically on point. Yeah. Um, 
and this <clears throat> it's not at all. I mean, even the the beginning area, which you think would look like a game show waiting area, it's just basically a, a sporting pitch, like a football, like a tiny football stadium, um, and that's it. And they've like done their best to like slap together a stage for it. It looks awful, mm-hmm. and then you're thrown out into an environment that doesn't look like it should. Like if you, this is the second game to try this, um, as well as Radical Heights, and I'm like. I want to see a battle royale, and this would make me pay attention to it in a crowded genre, um, a crowding genre, I should say, because we don't have a. It's not like military shooters yet, uh, but to make it properly stand out, I want it to look like the Running Man in there. I want it to look like Smash TV in there. Yeah. Like make it an interior thing, and maybe have rooms and stuff, like just prize rooms and stuff like that, like. I've already put more thought into the premise than either of the two games that tried it have just there in a fucking sentence. Um, or at least immediately. I mean, maybe they're hoping they can update it over time. Didn't work out too well for Radical Heights. Not working out too well for this one. There's um, probably... Um, no one's playing it. There's probably a place in the world for a much more over-the-top, violent adult uh, battle royale. I'd be to, there. To come I would along. be there yeah. to give it a go. Yeah. You you give me a Smash TV Battle Royale. Um I mean, hell, no one's doing anything with the license. Call it that. Uh it might upset some people who just want to see another Smash TV again, which would be cool. I would play any iteration of a new Smash Have TV there been thematically it was right. Have there been modern ones, like even in the last fifteen years or so? Have there been Smash TV games or it did it kind of No. Yeah. No. A lot of those games didn't really go anywhere. The ones you could find on, what was it? I think Midway Arcade Classic. Yeah. Uh, I don't think you see too many of them now. At least the ones I remember, like uh, Maximum Carnage, which was very similar to Smash TV. I remember those being very, very fucking hard. (laughs) Like, too hard. Well, a lot of them were designed to... To eat your money, yeah. Drain money, yeah. 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 The original original microtransaction, really. Mm. Um some people like justify modern day monetization with that like well they did that with the arcade machines in them days like, you know it was fucking dreadful then too yeah uh it, it doesn't justify it uh, awful horrible practice that just make the game bad in order to make money because that is bad if you just falsify the difficulty like that oh yeah um, well i mean that's yeah. that 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 was a lot of even on console games they used to do that so the game felt longer have lots yes, and lots indeed. of fucking cheap debts. Looking at you, Battletoads. Fucking Battletoads. Mm. Fucking hell. <laughs> that was one of those games that I did get excited about when it was announced at E3. Not because the old games were good, but because these days you might get a good game out of it. Because someone hit off with, well, I don't see why anyone's excited about that, the Battletoads games were shit. And I'm like, mm, yeah, for the most part, they were de- by design shit. But the property of it, the the artwork, the characters, the the theme of it is good enough that I was, think it was fondly remembered a lot for that, and I'd like to see that in a modern game. Was Battletoads a game IP, or was it taken from like a, a cartoon or something? It, it, was it just for it the game, game that they came up with it? I don't hmm. recall it ever being a cartoon. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think that was all rare. Hmm. Cool. Yeah, it certainly looks like it. You know, it's in line with. Uh, uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, of course, and the many cartoons that tried to be that. There's another one. Oh. Another one that I don't remember enough about to properly Google it. There was a Transformers-style cartoon, but I think it was like late later 90s, mm. or maybe mid-90s. And it was all robots, uh, but it tried to do that. It was very clearly through, like part of the 3D TV craze, all right. where you were expected to wear glasses, 3D glasses, for a few of the segments. Oh yeah, and that's and all it never I remember and it about. never worked properly. It didn't work too good. No. It was very clearly, very obvious mm-hmm. when they were doing it, and it was just a lot of bits of robot. I think just sliding away from each other to create the effect of distance. Um, do you? And that's all I remember. I remember there was a. Uh, no, I can't. I was going to try and say that I remember the theme tune, but I, no, just tiny bits of the effects. I think. Did you ever play the um the 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 Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles game on the NES? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. That yeah. was a hard ass game. <laughs> it was a bad game. In bad all the wrong ways. <laughs> I remember when, when the internet and YouTube and everything was in its glorious infancy, there was an angry video nerd uh, video of him playing uh, that game. Oh, I remember that. And it, yeah, it was very cathartic. <laughs> the scene where he finds out that the only way to cross the jump is to just keep walking over us. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, it's not a well made game. No. No. It's quite horrible. <laughs> yeah. It was not fun. Okay. Not good at all. Um this span off from the Culling, didn't it? Yeah, the cl- yeah. the Culling too. Oh yeah. Um yeah. We're gonna meander. I can't recommend it. Yeah. Uh is there anything else you played this week of interest? No, um, did I play anything? No, I finished um, Metro Last Light again, but we talked about that last week. Great game, play it. Right. It's it's fucking good. I don't think I played anything else this week, to be honest. I've been working a lot and watching watching the footballs and and all that. I've been playing more Fortnite. Nothing yeah. to report there. It's more Fortnite. The season's wrapping up, so they're going to be doing things. They're doing an ARG at the moment. Um, i got to give credit to... Epic and their PR department because they keep finding ways to make Fortnite relevant in the news. They could just sit back and just let the game keep printing money. But they're always still hustling. And their new thing was that things in the game are disappearing and a physical version of it is now being put up somewhere out by them. So there was the logo for their what they call the Der Burger. That's their fast food burger, and it's got a burger with its tongue hanging out and big eyes on it. It's quite haunting, really. It looks like something that would come from the trapdoor in the trapdoor cartoon. Um, and that appeared outside somewhere, out in the real, out in real life, um, the Der Burger. Uh, which I, I saw the story, but okay, yeah, I'm looking at it now. It's just it's a big, quite a big Der Burger out in the desert here. Uh, that someone took a photo of. Uh, I think it's a professional photographer. Yeah, a photographer. Sila Shaloni. Um May have been tipped off by Epic, maybe doing it as part of the promotion, but it's real. It's real, and so is a cop car that's out there in the desert, um, the same, sort of as close to the make of the Fortnite one as possible, near the burger. So that's what they're doing. So that's what they've been up to. It's all double Dutch to me. <laughs> yeah, there are pinatas as well. Mm. Pinatas are popping up. Um, interesting. I do like the idea of it disappearing from the game first, as if it has been transported out of the game into the real world, like you'd see in a cartoon. Uh, so that's good. There um, was uh, big Warframe news this week as well. They're doing. Mm. Uh, they announced a very big expansion. Yeah, speaking and, of uh, free-to-play games and services that I actually like, yeah. uh, Digital Extremes uh, announced a huge bunch of stuff of uh, Warframe itself, um, hoverboards. Uh, what else have we got? Uh, and, Fortuna, that has the hoverboards and, in it and uh, an expansion. And here. an in-game song that, no, it wasn't me. Stop asking. <laughs> I had nothing to do with it. I know it sounds like me, but it's not me. I promise. <laughs> You know what? I've been rewatching Game of Thrones again, and every bloody time Blackwater finishes, and that slow version of the Reigns of Castamere comes oh, up, yeah. I think it's you. <laughs> For a moment, I'm just oh. yeah. Did, oh no, it's yeah. It's funny. We're so conditioned these days to not hear bass uh, baritone voices in music. Mm. We never hear them in pop music, and 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 that people always think it's me when they hear one. <laughs> yeah. There are other bass baritones out there, folks. Yeah, you're right. It mm. is such a rare occurrence uh, these mm. days that it does. Every time I hear it, I think of you. It's not like back... Um, or maybe you're not, just that good. It's not like back in the days when the crash test dummies were all over the radio. <laughs> Once there uh, was this kid who... <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think we've talked about crash song. test dummies before. Probably, um, yeah. I don't think we've talked about the crash dummies, though. Oh, the God. plastic toys with... Fun, fun-loving faces that if you pressed a button they'd explode. <laughs> or at least I, I think that was a spin-off. Actually, I think they came apart. But certainly the ones I had, they had special buttons on them and they had all edgy designs because by this time it was the nineties. Yeah. You press them, and bits of them will go flying. Destruction, wanton destruction. 
Yeah. They had like a plastic car that you could put the crash test dummies in mm. and you bash the front of it against something and the bonnet would like break. Not break break, but it was like battle damage shit. Mm. Oh. Um, interesting toys. Speaking of wanton destruction, apparently we're getting some Doom gameplay soon. Uh, I don't. I can't. Oh. I can't remember what the date was. They said, but there's a Doom gameplay reveal coming soon. Yeah, so that'll be cool. Um, I'm I'm excited to see some of that. Doom. Was it Doom Eternal? Yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah. I forgot the name of it. I was like, is it Doom Infinity or? <laughs> Didn't something else at E3 get announced that was Infinity or Eternal or? There's usually a few so. Infinite Eternal Ultimates. I think there was an infinite something. Yeah. And, uh, and there's an ultimate for Smash Brothers. Yeah. Uh, and maybe that's the new thing, is just things going on for a long time or being ultimate. There's... Because there was a bunch... There was multiple... No, there was an ultimate edition for that fucking uh, uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey and then three editions more ultimate, but I've talked about that. There was definitely a something in- infinite at E3 this year. What the It wasn't f- Halo, was it? was it? Maybe it was, Yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know with these games now and their names. Yes, um, but you, we, two expansions. You, for, you sir, sorry. are correct. It's Halo Infinite. Ah, yeah, yeah, Halo yeah. Infinite. Uh, so we've got two expansions for the Warframe, Fortuna, and then coming later on, we got uh, Railjack, codename Railjack. Um, a huge new world for Fortuna, uh, with as we say, uh, hoverboards. Uh, more vertical framing for that. Mm. And the big news is that they're doing a version for Switch, which I'm probably going to immediately jump on that one, I think. Um, I've noticed these games as services, these live services, I play them, I'm a lot more ready to play them, and I play them more regularly now that they're on Switch, Fortnite, Paladins, um, games that I'd probably have drifted away from. I like... It's, I don't know, there's just something more immediate about the portable, because I, I always have it portable now. So I've got the Switch portable at my side, and I, I just turn it on, and it blinks on, and I can jump in and jump out. A um, lot more... I, I see why, you know, they found such success on mobile with stuff like this and their login bonuses. Um, it's, it's just something more access, immediately accessible about it. Uh, so Warframe will probably get a lot more playtime again from mm. me because I, I fell off from that when Fortnite uh, took more of my interest. It's so fun. Um, Do you know it's so funny how how different we are in that respect? Because for you and Laura, the Switch means it's your most immediately accessible. But for me, it's PC games. They're always in front of me while I'm working on the other computer. So the quickest thing for me is to just boot up Steam. Right. Whereas with the Switch, I have to find the bloody thing, then charge the bloody thing. And then <laughs> find the controller. That was true. Find the controller because I hate the fucking Joy-Cons. <laughs> that that was somewhat more true of me a few years back. Yeah. But these days I sort of quite strictly disconnect after a certain period of time each day. Mm. Um, it might pick up again when we get our new studio office space sorted out and I'll be more there. Yeah. Uh, although I'll probably <clears throat> switch with me every single time. Um, but now that I'm at the computer less... Um, for my own good, um, the Switch, I, I'm, I have it with me so much. Uh, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm inseparable from it, but I'm close to, I'm whatever rung above, uh, below that is, because uh, I'm on it a fuckload. Which is, um, which is great, really, because Nintendo ne- yeah. needed a good, um, they needed a comeback. Yeah. yeah, well, talking of comeback, they might be going the way of Steam, because uh, that's the other big bit of st- uh, that's a big bit. It's it's a bit that's remarkable to me, just because of my my field of quote unquote expertise in the game media industry. Um, they want up to thirty games a week on their Switch now, like indie games, uh, which to me seems a bit absurd. Someone asked me what the problem with that was, and they said that in response to a video I just posted, they should have watched it, but. I just think that's a lot, especially for for Nintendo, where their their layouts aren't the best, and they don't have even algorithms or curator pages to hide behind like Steam. So, I think it's just going to be a mess. Mm-hmm. Plus, a lot of uh, indie developers with good games and some ambition, who were getting nowhere on Steam because they couldn't get any visibility saw a lot of success on the Switch. 
and I, I can't imagine that's anything but worrying for them. Uh, it just strikes me as unwise. Who knows, man? If there's a way to fuck it up, Nintendo will find it. Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of their best stuff comes with these big caveats because it has to be done in a very Nintendo way. Mm. Yeah. So if they have an answer to help the curation process, it'll probably be very Nintendo-y. My, my great hope from Nintendo now, and this is looking five years down the line probably, is a game, a Zelda game, like Breath of the Wild, but with big-ass dungeons in it. Just, like, yeah. maybe make the world a teeny tiny bit smaller with less seeds and stuff and focus on some big-ass dungeons. That's. I mean, there are quite a few um, improvements I could name for Breath of the Wild. <laughs> but big-ass dungeons would be nice. Yeah. I'm still saving my Super Nintendo Mini for... Uh, when I have a nice week off as well, because I still haven't opened it, but I'm, I'm, I've just been saving it. You know, I want to relish that. Do my yearly playthrough of of a link, a link to the past. That'd be nice. Yeah, it's been a long time since I played a link to the past. The best game ever made. It's pretty fucking good. <laughs> uh, I I really wish that there was any talk of a better virtual console for the Switch. Like the, I think some new details came out, and it's still very much. We might be getting an NES one with drip, fe- drip-fed NES games. Uh, oh, like uh, um, but you mean f- for the actual Switch? Is it NES games for the Switch? Yeah, as yeah. part of their online premium subscription-y thing. I mean, it seems so, it seems like yeah. an an easy money solution for Nintendo, but that's you know. Yeah, well, they could have had a... You know, the Virtual Console could and should have been more like a real Virtual Console. Like, a lot more immediate access to stuff. And I'd have paid a stipend for that. Yeah. I'd have subscribed to that. Yeah. Um, just like a PlayStation Now situation, but with the, the sheer volume of stuff. And, you know, we see TV going that way now. Uh, Netflix has set a new standard for people expecting to be able to see an entire show in one go, or at least, you know, break it up at their own leisure. Uh, this drip-fed shit, um, it's getting a little behind the times. Um, you know, unless you're something proper premium. But even then, HBO, we're looking at uh, AT&T want to turn that into a Netflix competitor, which I don't think was the point of HBO, but mm, it's the point of everything now. Uh, so, yeah, it just seems odd to me. Well, I mean, it would seem odd to me, but then I remember it's, Inten- it's a Nintendo thing. Uh, Nintendo moves and Nintendo moves, and we cannot anticipate them, we cannot understand them. You cannot question cannot the try. logic of them, because there is none, and there is not intended to be any. Yeah, none that we can understand. It is, it's extraterrestrial logic. Um, but that's that. Speaking of extraterrestrial logic, uh, $400 for a video game. I mean, I know it's not technically a, just the video game, but that's the price of Darksiders 3's Apocalypse Edition. What? $400. Does Darksiders have a fan who would pay that? Um, <laughs> that's what they're banking on. I mean, that's clearly why they're doing it, because Darksiders as a series... I say this as someone who's a fan of Darksiders. Yeah. Darksiders as a series had pretty big fans... But not many, I don't think. I, they had I, I, a dedicated fan base, but not a huge audience. I have to say, I tried it, and it it was fun for a few hours, but it just kind of lost me after a while. It just wasn't doing much right, to keep yeah. my attention. Ah, yeah. Fair. Um, I could see that. Um, Darksiders 2 was a lot better in that regard. That, that, had a lot more that was, going for That was the one I played, actually. And then, oh, okay. Yeah, but the, well, the, then don't try the first one. The two dungeons I played were very cool, but just everything else I found a bit bleh. Right. Yeah. Um, I loved them both. I love Darksiders. I like Darksiders 2 more. Um, I'm looking forward to Darksiders 3. I'm glad it's getting another chance. Um, it, it, I don't think it's ever going to be a smash mega success. Yeah. I could be wrong. I've seen some sequels, um, even deeper into a series that just explode for something else. Um, but we'll see. But I think that's why they're doing a $400 collector's edition is because it's got a a, a good fan base, like a loyal... I, don't, I shouldn't say loyal because it's not there's anything to be loyal to, but they've got a very invested fan base, yeah. but not a 
they're never going to be a major sales success. So it's what? this thing we're seeing with a lot of live services is make more money off the people we already have. So what's in this special edition? I'm trying to look it right. up there now. It's... I'm glad you asked. So the Apocalypse Edition, it's got not one statue in it. You know, they love their statues in these things. Yeah. Not one statue, not two statue, not three statue, but four statues. Okay. <laughs> four. One for three of the four horsemen and Fulgrim. And that's what got my attention because I love Fulgrim as a character. And now I, 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 don't, I don't know if I'm $400 in love with Fulgrim. I don't think I should be. So th- we'll leave it at that. But four statues, admittedly, I, at least the, the death one looks fucking pants. The Fulgrim one looks okay. Yeah, you see, um, I was never really a fan of the, um, the character design in, in the games, actually. That, that, uh, that, see, that really point all, 90s comic spikes everywhere, fucking... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just... See, because I, yeah. when I was a kid, I liked um, I, I had a lot of the Spawn toys. Yeah, so yeah. So I've got an appreciation for that way too edgy for its own good nineties aesthetic. Yeah. Uh, Where so is that that? That, uh, that attracted me to that. It was uh, was it Joe Mad? I think did the you know he did comics or does comics mm. rather as an artist. He did the the design. Um, when is this game coming out? By the way, I'm definitely gonna November. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna give it a try. Twenty seven. Yeah, I mean, it's, the the idea of a whip for Fury is interesting. Um, Fury, though, have have pestilence. She should be pestilence, and you can summon rats and and shit like that. I'm sure. That in, would be cool. I'm sure in the inevitable uh, apocalypse edition of Darksiders Four, you'll be able to get your <laughs> your shitty rat statue. <laughs> See, I don't think they have an uh, they have a pestilence in this. I think it, it I think she's the replacement for that. And it's war, death, fury, and strife. I want to say it's strife, and strife has guns, but we haven't seen strife in the games yet. Hmm. But strife is supposedly a wielder of guns. Um, I know conquest is in the original Four Horsemen. Um, and I think that was replaced with uh, pestilence later on. Yeah. Um, that re- you know represented uh, war and conflict, and s- not not war so much, but but a more dominant form of con- like taking over stuff. I I can't remember exactly. Um, but that's not really related to this game at all. Um, I don't know why we didn't get a statue of Fury. I guess they are saving that for Darksiders Four. Darksiders. <laughs> I don't know why I just said Darksiders for no reason then. It'd be um, interesting I hope they to... think about the hashtag though, because hashtagging Darksiders 2 on random edgy things was always fun. It'd be cool to have a game with a whip. I don't think we've had a game with a whip as the main weapon, have we? The, the, the um, close... Castlevania. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The closest thing recently would like be the, the, the Blades of Chaos, but they're not exactly yeah. a whip. They're kind of different. Plus, a lot of times when we see whips in games, they're weak. Yeah. Like the Dark uh, Dark Souls, rather. Oh, they're terrible. Um, I always wanted a whip. Yeah. But, yeah, never good. Yeah. Got the, uh, was it the Guardian Tail? I tried to have that as an alternate weapon. Didn't Neo have some interesting whips? Or am I Um, I imagining things? Or did he have a different kind of flail thingy? He had an arm that could gra- grab stuff, like an arm that shot out. From what I remember, it's been many years since I played that one. Yeah, like I got the the remaster recently, but I I spent most of the time on it as uh, doing Dark Side. Uh, I keep saying Dark, dark Side. <laughs> Devil May Cry. <laughs> this is just your word now. For I don't the know day. why I'm yeah. Dark Siders. Apparently, I'm just compelled to say Dark Siders. <laughs> um, is there anything else in this? Well, we hear the art book, of course. There's a soundtrack, of course, a metal book. Uh, the game actually does come with it, mm. which is a nice bonus. Um, I can't remember. And, uh, I can't, I honestly, uh, an amulet. I honestly can't remember the last time I bought a special edition of something. The un- I still do here and there. Yeah. I was suitably impressed with what I played of Octopath to be like, you know what? Normally I find it way too arrogant when a new IP has one. Yeah. 
but I'm, I've got like I'm, li- that. That one's going to be too special, I think. Literally, my only gaming tat in my room right now is my Geralt on the Griffin, and that was from a special edition that was a, a gift from CD Projekt. So I, I, I have right. no other gaming tat. <laughs> I have a Geralt and I have a Gollum, and that's it. <laughs> I got some interesting yeah. tats. He doesn't like the precious. <laughs> Me too. It's very unfair to United States precious. Okay, that's really wow. <laughs> that's impressive. Thank that's you. a good golem. I was not expecting when I kicked this up we'd get some hot golem action today. <laughs> Smigger Lake, Jim. Sorry, I'm just, I'm now just <laughs> delightedly smiling. I can imagine that takes a toll, yeah. Yeah. Um, that's really impressive. You need your, I'm glad we got, you need, we got our golem. You need on. your golem juice to do, to do that voice. We, we do yeah. need our, our yeah, mm. hot, well lubricated golem juice yeah. <laughs> to get the, the job done. Um, <laughs> Watch uh, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, the gang's sold out. Uh, there is going to be a mobile game for that. Oh, yeah? Ah, uh, free-to-play mobile game. Hmm. Free-to-play mobile. The gang goes mobile. Help Frank launder money. Could, uh? I mean, could be fun. They're being very direct about mobile games with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at the artwork for it now. Uh, all of the gang there drawn as cartoons with mobile phones and tablets and Charlie Charlie's got an old like an old wired phone with that is pulled there with them um, with South Park the first South Park as the exception it's very rare to find a video game based on a comedy series that's gonna be any good yeah mm. there are yeah, I mean, South Park only had the Nintendo 64 game as the only good South Park game. Um, oh, I thought the first... And it was uh, one of the best games ever made. I thought the first... Um, the, was it The Stick of Truth? I thought that was pretty good. Stick of Truth. Yeah. I, it was very good. Yeah. I was uh, I was using some of my old sarcasms. Um, the Nintendo 64 game was pants. Mm-hmm. Uh, but interesting for the time. I like, <laughs> I, like, I like their little character models, actually. They look funny. Oh, well, yeah, they went all polygonal with them. Yeah. Um, it was an interesting time. Um, yeah, that's all I know about the the uh, mobile game for Always Sunny. Hmm. There is a, a letter from Charlie that tells you how it works. Cat need, and that's N K N E E D backwards. Do you ever watch that show? Which uh, Always Sunny. Oh, yeah, 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 I'm... A, I'm I was a big fan of it mm. and uh, surprised at, at how well it holds up. Mm. Uh, some of it's a little bit now you watch it and oh, no, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, but the characterization, the relationship they have, um, it's just a wondrous thing to watch. Yeah, I just, I, I find D absolutely hysterical. Like the, 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 the episode where she starts doing comedy and she can't stop like going <laughs> every time she tries oh, to yeah. make a joke. <sighs> or, or when she tries to the steal McFoyles. the shoes and falls into a car. Oh, the McFoyles. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God, the head first into the that car. That is one of the funniest scenes. A great shot. <laughs> Um, yeah, the McPoyles I love. I mean, I'm a big fan of Jimmy Simpson. Mm. Um, it's really weird. Can you please see him in Westworld. Yeah, that I was just gonna say. It's weird seeing him in Westworld and trying not to see him as like <laughs> a McPoyle. <laughs> I mean, I've seen seen him in enough stuff mm. that uh, I can get enough disconnect. But every now and then, you do think you want to see him with a glass of milk in whatever he's in. Yeah. Um, yeah, Westworld was a hell of a show. I uh, got done with season two. That's been nice. I haven't. I've only seen the first three episodes of season two, and um, I don't know. So far, I am not liking it as much as season one, but maybe it, it gets, gets a bit better. Fatiguing. Yeah. There is so much cloak and dagger that by the time they, you know, enough people reveal their hand, you're like, oh, I'm kind of sick of this. Aha! It was me. Mm. Uh, aha! I am it. Or aha! Something I has hope, happened. I hope it doesn't go the way of good. Lost. Yeah, I could, I could maybe see that, like, 
there being good reason for that fear. Yeah. With uh, throughout season one and two, it's it's got that kind of mystery within a mystery thing going on to where you you worry that eventually they're going to build towards a payoff that could not possibly be worth the build. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could see some worry there. Um, but but they are setting up some things that I feel could go very interestingly. And without spoiling anything, I like really enjoy the new additions this season. <laughs> the the idea of you know some new place yeah. some new places they've gone. Yeah. Basically, yeah, like the world could do with expanding. Yeah, and it seems like every time they're going to try and expand on it as they go on. Yeah, um, which is good because it sounds like not just the concept of Westworld, but the the world itself is worth exploring yeah. from what we've heard about it and the advancements they've made in, you know, the future. I forget how far in the future it is, but it's fairly... It's it's not tomorrow. No. Um, so that would be interesting to see what that culture is um, and what culture would make Westworld such a valuable commodity, something they feel they need. Mm. Um, but yeah, that'd be interesting. Um, I finished season one of Jessica Jones as well. While we're not talking about games again, not seen season two yet. Um, but I, I think I spoke about that on the spin-off Doctors as well because I was trying to do anything but talk about that fucking film, Alone in the Dark Two. Oh dear, that's a film. Yeah, based on well, is it based on the the game. Allegedly. Oh dear. Also allegedly. Oh dear. Um. What I find funny is the first Alone in the Dark, an overball thing, of course. You look on the Wikipedia for it, and it says that it's uh, it's more based on the 2006 Alone in the Dark, the reboot, than it is the original. My God, that was and then goes such on to say weird... it's not really based on that either. That was such a weird game. Mm. I remember the controls in that game being completely, utterly like Byzantine nightmare. The whole game was a mess. Yeah. I think the only thing I remember from it that stood out at all was that the inventory was you looking down and opening your coat yeah. and stuff out the pockets. Even that wears on a bit when you've got to do it enough times. I, I just remember the fighting. like You had to set fire to stuff and then wildly swing the analogue sticks around yeah. like fucking... <laughs> like in Egypt when I was just like, just give me a hit button. <laughs> it was really fucking awkward. Mm. And it had these driving sequences that were the just fucking dreadful. Oh, God, yeah. Awful stuff. Um, but but, 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 but got... then built all on top of this incredible looking engine at the time, which was so yeah, weird because the game well looked well and then you just were playing it like, what the fuck yeah, is okay. this? <laughs> it was okay, and I feel like they tried. It was just... they They didn't try enough for what they were trying to do because that needed a lot more oomph behind it it was just a bit messy um and plus buggy because i was playing through it once for my youtube channel playing uh through it episodically and just got to a point where i couldn't get any further it was wow. so bugged I, there was no way to progress as far as i could see um i had the video i showed people me trying to progress and uh from what i remember no one pointed out a way around it it was very similar to how I got caught in Hunt Down the Freeman. Although people thought I was supposed to crouch jump to get out of it, but didn't work. Nothing worked to get out of it. A dreadful, dreadful experience. Wow. And yet completely forgotten about by now. I completely forgotten about Hunt Down the Freeman, even though I believe it was this year. Um, but anyway, uh, that's us getting off topic by talking about games. Yeah. There's going to be 151 Pokemon plush dolls. Okay. And yet, no, and still no fucking Trico one. <laughs> There's going to be an Ekans one, though, and that's all I give a shit about. There's going to be an Ekans. Is Ekans, is Ekans a Pokemon? or? Yeah, yeah. Snake backwards. I'm sorry now, I don't know these things. But Sony, it's come on, snake. come on, Sony. Trico plushie, give me that. Oh, I would love that, actually, so mm. I could wring its fucking neck every day. <laughs> I could fucking wring its neck and punch it in the face and fling it into the roads and I could do it again tomorrow. I ordered a plushie this week actually for my girlfriend. She doesn't know it yet, but it's uh you know Heart and Brain? You know that series? The Awkward Yeti? Uh I don't 
Oh, you got so. you got you got to look at the awkward yeti man. Look it up as soon as okay. you're finished. This they're fantastic. But um, one of the characters in it is gallbladder, and it's this little cute gallbladder with a face, and he's holding the gallstones, and he's like, "I make to these." <laughs> oh, I remember. I've yeah. seen that. Yeah, I've seen that. Uh, they're fantastic. Oh my God, we are so distracted today. Jesus Christ, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, right. audience. <laughs> I'm 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 hung. I'm hung over today. We were we were out watching the the match last night in the pub, so I'm still a bit 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 uh not not all. And I'm I'm not sober now. Yeah. So you can imagine what. Are you getting ready for England, Jim? Football's coming home. (laughs) (laughs) They still do that one, don't they? Do they still sing that one? Oh, yeah. That's the only one I remember because I. There's a man who trained his dog to bite people who said who say it's coming home. <laughs> wow. <Yeah. laughs> I mean that will get that down one day. Here's the funny thing about England, right? I was like this year, I was like, I'm not gonna do that Irish and Scottish and Welsh thing of like rooting against the English because it's old now and it's the past and then I'm like I'm, I pioneered I'm, a, it. I'm a rude I'm 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 a root for England this year, you know? And then just yeah. do you see the way the fans behave? And it makes it mm-hmm. so hard to keep rooting for them. And then all over Twitter, it's like, it's coming home, it's coming home. And you're like, oh, God, no, Croatia. <laughs> I want to hope it doesn't come home because home's dreadful. Um, yeah. I remember one one football season, I forget which one it was. They're all the same to me. Um, you could hear, like, gangs of uh, drunk blokes outside, England fans, being all like, oh, come on, let's kick some people's fences in. Oh, yeah. And I'm like... This is how you show the, your patriotism by kicking the, in the fences of the British. The last time we played against England and were winning, the match had to be called off because the fucking English fans started tearing up our stadium. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had to Country stop bastards, the match. We really are. <laughs> I say yeah, we. No. I mean, I have so many. I, you know, I don't know if I want to identify with anywhere these days. Yeah, well, I, I don't know if, if if it comes home this year, it might. You know, Boris Johnson might run off with it or something. You know. Well, yeah. <laughs> God, that's that's fun over there. Yeah. Fun over in uh, the old Britain there. Oh, ho ho! Thank God I don't have to deal with anything wacky going on over here. Yeah. Oh, everything's rosy oh. over there right now. Yeah, shit. <laughs> By the way, ignoring the news has been treating me very well. I've only seen brief glimpses of it in the last week, and I feel like I'm being very irresponsible by not looking at the news, but my life's a lot better. <laughs> I don't feel I angry mean, all the time. Measures, yeah. measures of these things. Yeah. I, uh, there's, there's only... You know, I still keep up to, up to date, but like I say, I have my hard disconnect from the computer uh, yeah. during once I'm done with work for the day, yeah. so that helps. Yeah. Anytime I see headlines now with certain names in them, I'll just kind of just scroll past that. Don't I don't need that in my day right now, <laughs> you know. So yeah, I think we're uh, <sighs> dark side. Fucking distracted again, Laura. Save us. <laughs> I thought it was a nice podcast. I mean, that yeah, was fun. Um, we got through the news. We talked about the games we played, mm. uh, and and we got to remind people about Teabag. Or introduce people to teabag, which neither of those things were actually, you know, not good things that we did, but we did them. Yeah. You know, we 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 changed the world for someone in a small way by making them think about teabag and t-shirt. Mm. And I think that, more than anything, is something that happened. So Gav, how can people get more things that have happened, i.e., your music that you've done? You can find me on YouTube under Miracle of Sound, where uh, if Things go to plan. By the time this comes out, my Subnautica song will have been released, which is a lovely, washy, little, happy summer song that sounds like the sea. So it's something a little different. I think y'all are going to enjoy it. And you can find me on Twitter at Miracle of Sound, which I'm ignoring at the moment. <laughs> you can find me on Patreon at Miracle of Sound, which is, of course, the best way to support me. And it's the best way to chat to me in my private Discord group for patrons. Which which okay. I think I forgot to mention on the show before now. There is a private Miracle of Sound Discord for Patreon patrons. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. Lovely, lovely group of people in there, actually. Let's give them a shout awesome. out. Yeah. As for me, um, 
the summer of sterling is going on uh we're doing some content i shouldn't actually move back and forth while i'm talking because otherwise i'll be weird on the microphone um we're going to start we're going to do a live stream on thursday actually when this goes up um so it's not too good to tell you about that now yeah um but we're going to be trying uh to live stream a sort of once a week maybe uh and i'm gonna do dynasty warrior stuff uh to start with so we'll do the dynasty Dream warriors see ah i see what uh -huh. you did there uh, are you gonna do the did goes... are you gonna do the did line on it um the what the did what they did oh right sorry um yeah probably uh i won't be doing dynasty warriors 9 uh, so I won't be talking about what they did to strong her there. Uh, we're playing Hyrule Warriors if all goes according to plan this week. And we'll go through loads of them. I want to do some of the old ones, like PS2 ones even. Uh, so that'll be fun. And we might do more live stream, streaming from there. We'll, we'll see how it goes. Cool. Um, and if you go to SharkRobot, sharkrobot.com forward slash gymquisition something, um, just go to sharkrobot.com and look for the gymquisition. And you use the discount code CHUNGUS, C-H-U-N-G-U-S, CHUNGUS, you get 10% off. And we're doing a new shirt every Monday for the Summer of Sterling, four weeks. So Brilliant. the new one, Ringmaster, went up. There'll be more from there. And we should be doing... Uh, couple of interesting video projects as well during the summer nice. of Sterling. SOS, hashtag Summer of Sterling. I know people use hashtags, don't they? They do. And we'll see you next week. <laughs> see you next time. Bye. Bye.